turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. discussed here, uh, but with the helicopter approaching, one little bit of housekeeping. Is it true that you are leaving the White House to work for MSNBC? Uh, well, you can't get rid of me yet, Ed. Um, I have nothing to confirm uh, about my length of public service or planned service uh, or anything about consideration about next plans. I'm very happy to be standing with all of you here today after it felt like a never-ending, endless time in my basement, quarantining away from my family. Um, believe it or not, I missed you all a lot. Um, and my focus um, every day continues to be speaking on behalf of the President, answering your questions, as tough as they may be at many times, as difficult as they may be to answer at many times. And uh, I hope that I meet my own bar of treating everybody with fairness and being equitable. And, and just because this has been raised by our colleagues, by people who are observing this process, is it ethical for you to continue conducting this job while negotiating uh, with the media? Well, um, I have always gone over and above the stringent ethical and legal requirements of the Biden administration, and I take that very seriously. And uh, as a standard for every employee of the White House, I have received rigorous ethics counseling, including uh, as it relates to any future uh, employment. Uh, I've complied with all ethics requirements and gone beyond and taken steps to recuse myself from uh, decisions as appropriate. Um, and so uh, I hope uh, that all of you, I've been working with all of you some time, would judge me for my record and 
how I treat all of you, uh, both in the briefing room and otherwise, and I try to answer questions from everybody um, across the board. I know everybody in the back of the room may not always be pleased with me, but I try my best, uh, and I will I will certainly continue to do that. Okay, go ahead. Jen, given the reports, which have now been confirmed by multiple media outlets, how can you continue to be an effective briefer if you do, in fact, have plans to join a media outlet? Well, I have nothing, again, to announce about any conversations or any future plans. Um, and at whatever time I leave the White House, I can promise you the first thing I'm going to do is sleep and spend time with my three and six-year-olds, who are my most important audiences uh, of, of all. Um, but I would say, Kristen, that uh, again, I uh, have done, uh, have taken the ethics, legal requirements uh, uh, to the highest, uh, very seriously, uh, in any discussions and any considerations about any future employment, just as any White House official would. And I have taken steps beyond that to ensure there is no conflicts. And I understand what you're saying, but I guess the question is, how is it ethical to have these conversations with media outlets while you continue to have a job standing behind that podium? Well, there are uh, a range of stringent ethical and legal requirements that that are imposed on everybody in this administration and many administrations past about any conversations you're having with future employers. Um, and that is ladies true. and gentlemen, that is circle back Jen Psaki circling back to the media who's actually for a change, giving her some hard questions. Now I know they're not the same level of questions that Kaylee McEnany received and the complete disrespect that Kaylee McEnany received but it is nice to finally see somebody say how is it possible for you to hold this job as white house press secretary and at the same time be in negotiations with a media company especially such a huge left-wing media company like msdnc who works hand in hand with the biden administration and any democrat who's in office to further their narrative and to shield them from any kind of wrongdoing or scandals uh, that the public might find out about. Now, notice that I said that might arise. I'm talking about that the public might find out about. Because if you have a D in front of your name, you are involved in a scandal nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. And you're involved in a scandal as of uh, something that you've created. Because of something that you've created. Because of a situation that you've created or you put yourself in. That's what Democrats do. They're hungry for power. They're hungry for money. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of those in the Republican Party, too. But for those who call themselves conservatives and they are real Christian conservatives, well, you'll never hear about any scandals with a lot of them. Some, yes, but not a lot of them. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on this Monday evening for Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harold, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. Thank you for allowing me to do this every single night, five days a week, twice a day. It's really an honor, and I want to thank the Real America's Voice News platform for actually having the guts and the spine to put shows like mine, like Bannon's and others, on a network with no fear. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how we are going to win this culture war and this holy war. But anyway, long story short, the mainstream media has given Jen Psaki and Joe Biden such a pass that even softball questions like that that you would think would be everyday normal questions 
as to why do you think it's okay for you to work here while you're negotiating for a job there. That is completely against any kind of ethics whatsoever, journalistic ethics. And she's just like, eh, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Eh, whatever. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. You're just a peasant. Calm down. Leave me alone. Calm down. Leave me alone, peasant. That's what Jen Psaki's thinking in her head, in her air head. Let's go ahead and read some emails that have come in to uh, to the show on JeremyHerald.com, and I appreciate all emails, uh, good, bad, and ugly, because believe me, we get all of them. Had I printed out the one that I uh, read right before the show, I would have to be on HBO or someplace where they allow swear words, because it was truly, truly bad. Um, and thank you for all the donations during the show and on the site. Let's get into some of these. Um, hi, Jeremy. I felt compelled to write you to say thanks for remaining quite true to your identity and your values. Over the last year or two, I've gone through numerous news or talk shows that at first seemed to talk the talk, but after a short time, they failed to continue to walk the walk. So many men feel like they have to change in response to their likely fake viewer feedback or change due to them having a broader audience. Since watching your show for the first time one year ago, your fiery, no-holds-barred, save-no-punches uh, style continues to keep me motivated and inspired. You also make me feel like someone else knows how I feel. I feel energized after watching your show. I love your real representation of uh, Real America's Voice. Please do not change. On a separate thought, I would love to work with you in some way or some fashion. See, this is the kind of this is the kind of America, folks, that we are uh, reaching out to. The forgotten American, the forgotten men and women of this country who just feel like they don't have any voice anymore, and that is why President Trump got elected in 2016. Let's move on. Hi, Jeremy. I have a special prayer request, please, uh, for healing for my friend Sandra Woodward from Greenwood Lake, New York. Please, she's been fighting for her life, battling um, liposarcoma. Power of prayer, please. Thank you. God bless Tara. Uh, yes, we will definitely keep Sandra in our prayers as we keep everybody who asks for them in our prayers because we do understand the power of prayer here on Life from America. Uh, praying over you and the show today that God will lift you up and cover you with his truth and peace. I receive your newsletter every morning, but see, it is not there today. Wonder why? I did send it out. They always lift me up each morning and ready for uh, whatever comes my way. Today, I want to lift you up. I want you to know how great it is to be part of this Live from America family that you started. We are so proud of you and the show and the family that we get to enjoy alongside of you twice daily. Your works are not unnoticed by God, and I know you are storing up great treasures in heaven. Well, thank you for saying that. Because of you, the show and this family, it is so much easier for me to get through all the evil that is hanging over our beloved country. I just want to thank you. Pray, praying God will increase the viewership so others can find this place of hope and truth. You are so correct, Linda Gilkison. God bless you, and thank you so very kindly for reaching out to Live from America. It is true what we've created here is nothing short of a miracle. That's why I know God's hands were in it, so we're going to go to God now because of it. On this April 4th, year of our Lord, 2022, live from America, fresh off the weekend. Happy Monday. Here we go. And this beginning part that I'm going to read you is in it, it, you can compare this to what we're going through as a country over the last year and a half. When you reach the end of this day, stop and look back at the distance we've covered. Take time to ponder what you've learned 
and to savor the gifts that you have found. Sound familiar since November 4th of last year? Let your mind dwell on these things as you lie down to sleep, rejoicing in me and my blessings. Psalm 118, 24, which most of us know, this is the Lord that the, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And from Romans 8, 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And before you turn out the light, set your heart on rejoicing to help set your heart on rejoicing to help you see the good that is in this day. And I can promise you there's always more good than there is bad, as long as you can think of that, because that means you're alive and God has given you breath for the day. Here we go. Please remove your hats. If you're wearing one, again, you don't have to. It's not a prerequisite if you remove your hat to pray. We just ask that you do that here on Life from America. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together from young to old, from tall to short, uh, and everybody in between. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Man, what a, what a treat, isn't it? What a treat it is to be able to go right to God. No middlemen, no middle women, no middle anything. Just you and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I got to say, I don't think there's anything in the world. Actually, I know there is nothing in the world that's better than that. We're going to get ready for our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. This is Monday, April 4th. Please stay tuned. We will be right back. And my beautiful, wonderful, awesome, cool Life from America family on Rumble and on Roku and Fire Stick and Getter and Facebook and everywhere else. Folks, um, as always, I'll ask. I know a lot of people forget. And I know you get sick of hearing it, but I'll always remind you because I think we always need it. Get some shares out there, folks. Let's get the word out there. Let's do what uh, that uh, that lady asked us in the in the email to get the word out there more for God's grace, for more hope, for more inspiration, for more courage. Because God knows we need it. And you will want to stick around to the end of the show because we are giving the Dumb Dumb away for March. The Dumb Dumb Award for the month of March today. And I would love for some of you in the comments section to tell me throughout the show who you think is going to get it. Who you think is going to get it. Let's give some live shout outs here. We've got Bumble Patriot in the building. Jasper, how are you? Amanda Atwood, good to see you. Shared on Fastest Book and True Social. God bless you. I love you. Thank you. Melissa Steffi is in the building. How are you, my dear? Amanda Collins, I got to tell you. I got to tell you that stuff you're sending. Woo, with trying to lose weight. That's a hard one. That's okay. Eli's eating all of it anyway. Uh, Jeremy, my hubby, is wearing the same shirt you are, says Race Mom 53 Got to get them freedom shirts. Got to get those freedom shirts, and you got to get them for your youngins too. We got the kids shirts up there now on JeremyHerald.com. So for your grandkids or your kids or your nieces or your nephews, send them to school wearing something proud, okay? Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. How you doing, Victoria? Hello. God bless you. Uh, this list is too long. Maybe Brandon? 
Don't know. Becky from Oklahoma. God bless you. I love you. Lucy from Florida is watching. Tom from Wisco. Good to see you. Sherry Z from Bay City, Texas. And of course, we're going to shoot over to Getter real quick and give our Getter family some love. Um, Gonzalez 80 says, yo, how you doing? Good to see you. Miguel Ortiz. Hello, Leslie Lugo, my girl down in Massachusetts. How you doing, my dear? Thank you very much for all your help lately with getting this armor of God video worked on. We're going to make some real, we're going to make a beautiful, wonderful video for this song. By the way, our original, uh, goal was to get the armor of God song out on April or I mean uh, on Easter, but we're not going to be able to do that. It will be put out in May now because we want to wait till we get the video out as well with it. So just keep giving you guys an update on that. I'm also working on another song with another hip-hop artist, um, young guy, big Trump supporter, and he sent it to me, and it's called Red Pills. Obviously being red-pilled, right? You wake up and you see the truth. So that's a great song, too. So we're getting back into music, getting back into love and life. I want to say thank you to Lisa Van Bokel. Uh, for the Jesus and coffee spoon, that thing was awesome. That thing was so beautiful. Sent the spoon that said uh, Jesus and coffee engraved into it. Beautiful. Uh, Chris Beeler, God bless you for the thank you card and the donation. By the way, any of you who sent your number, I will be calling you tomorrow. Cindy Keys, God bless you and thank you for the letter and your wonderful donation. Kyle Madison, thank you. For your donations, Kyle Madison sent a wonderful, uh, a wonderful donation. I'm going to call Kyle tomorrow. Medina uh, Knip, God bless you, and thank you so very much. Um, I did see your email about the, uh, P- the uh, government destroying crops, and we're going to talk about that uh, at some point here in the near future. Sanja Woodruff, God bless you. Susan, Do- um, Susan Dolce, I think that's how you pronounce your name. Uh, thank you very much. For the, uh, for the donation, and you're welcome for the Biden stickers. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, Carpy Cole, I think. Miss Cole, thank you very much. God bless you and Kirsten Warner. Now, a lot of you are donating online, too, and I do see that. We're going to send out some emails to you folks this week and say thank you very much. Let's get back to the show because we've got the first and foremost section to get to. As always, it's fire, and we've got some good news to start the show off, so let's do that now. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, where you get real news and honest views and great, great group of Christian people that are running this network to get the truth out there. First and foremost section, put your cups up. And let us get to the first slurp of the day and the first and foremost section of the day because we've got huge news. Huge, huge. It's huge news coming out of the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin, folks, we got huge news coming out of the state of Wisconsin as Wisconsin GOP officials. Check this out. This is incredible. In more than half of Wisconsin counties are now calling for full decertification of the state's 2020 presidential election results. Now, when this campaign in Wisconsin first started county by uh, county by county, we were, it didn't, it was an uphill battle. I can remember when there was two counties out of the number with 200, whatever, however many counties there are in Wisconsin, there was only two that were on board. And now folks, because of the wonderful investigation that Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman did and reported to us now more than half folks, it's a beautiful sight to see. Let's get into it. 
The GOP voters in Wisconsin for more than half of the state are now calling for decertification of the 2020 elections uh, results in the state. The news was passed around all over social media this weekend and continues to make waves here on this Monday, April 4th. Things are getting very serious in Wisconsin right now, folks. This was There was major fraud done. Everybody knows it. Mark Zuckerberg was involved in it, and there was uh, and people and everybody's starting to see it now. That's the thing. It's not just you. It's not just me. Everybody's starting to see it the same way that the world is forced to see the disgusting um, content of the Hunter Biden laptop. God says nothing you do in the dark will ever stay in the dark. It will always be revealed in the light. And that is what's truly happening. The people of Wisconsin are like those across the nation who are livid because of the obviously tainted result. Uh, results that were certified for senile Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Numerous fraudulent activities have been uncovered to date, and the number keeps on growing, as does the number of individuals who are calling for the decertification. Former Supreme Court Justice in the state of Wisconsin, Michael Gableman, called for the decertification of the state's results in March after months of investigation, uh, uh, investigative work in the state. This is not taken lightly based on Gableman's background and professionalism throughout his career. The only reason the 2020 results in Wisconsin have not been decertified is because of GOP Speaker of the House, Robin Voss. Robin Voss does not want to decertify. He wants to, he's part of those Mike Pence Republicans that are urging Republicans to move on. Nothing to see here, says the man behind the curtain. Voss has been obstructing all of this since November 3rd of 2020. Um, and he's done everything he can to prevent any effort to overturn the election um, for Biden. Voss was also instrumental in agreeing to voter drop boxes, which we've reported on many times, inserted around the state during the 2020 election in spite of these, un- of these being unconstitutional in the state. Voss actually supported the effort across the country, not just his state. Rather than address the obvious election fraud in the state of 20, uh, in the state in 2020, Voss has done everything he can to cover it up. So the question is, will Voss do the right thing? My answer, no, he will not. So what do we need to do? You know it, folks. Cleanse that party, get rid of the rhinos, move along, and bring somebody in who will. Because every single day, more evidence of fraud is being uncovered, and more Americans are demanding decertification in Wisconsin. And if you watched President Trump's rally in the beautiful state of Michigan this Saturday, he told you that over the next few weeks, True the Vote is going to show and prove about 5 million fraudulent votes that were cast in the 2020 election based on their evidence and proof that they have with cell phone ping data and video camera data that matches the two together. And they have uncovered an enormous scheme, voter fraud scheme, utilizing these drop boxes. And, huh, isn't that funny? COVID-19 that allowed so many mail-in ballots to come through the system anyways. So, folks, Wisconsin's making big moves. Arizona continues to make big moves. They're not as big as you and I would like, but they are big moves nonetheless. So let's move on to the second portion of tonight's show, which is this. More problems for the Democratic Party, folks, and 
specifically their second in command, Miss 2% herself, the woman who has never won anything ever, was appointed to everything ever, and sure as heck did not deserve to be the vice president of the United States of America. Her own party didn't want her. But folks, more trouble for the Democrats as 32 incumbent Democrats are now running and heading for the hills. Folks, we've got news that the 11th staffer in the Biden White House is now also running for the hills. So not only is it the 32 incumbent Democrats that hold an elected position, but also staffers as well. Kamala Harris's deputy uh, chief of staff, Michael Fuchs, has quit and is slated to leave the Biden administration in May 2022, becoming the 11th staffer to jump ship over the past year. Fuchs' resignation was announced um, in an internal memo obtained by Routers today. It's been the honor of a lifetime, he says, to serve in this administration, working for the vice president and the president on behalf of the American people. Speak for yourself. Fuchs wrote in an email to his colleagues. He went on to say 15 months later, it's almost difficult to recall the magnitude of challenges we faced. Yeah, stealing an election is definitely difficult uh, when we came in. From an unprecedented pandemic, oh, by the way, which more people have died under since you with a vaccine, uh, to historically difficult economic circumstances, which you all caused the minute you walked in. And it is thanks to the work of this administration and all of you that our country has had such great success. Where? In allowing men to compete in women's sports, in tackling these challenges and turning things around. Uh, last I checked, we were still going in reverse at 100 miles an hour with no ability to even hit the brakes. So I don't know what you're talking about. To ensure a smooth transition, Fuchs will remain in his current role until early May, according to the memo. Uh, Fuchs' resignation comes after a slew of Harris staffers quit working in the reportedly toxic work culture. I mean, the woman is definitely probably the worst person outside of Hillary to work for. Can you imagine what it must be like? I bet she looks down on everybody that works for her. I bet she spits on them and looks down on everybody that works for her. Other staffers that have quit over the past 11 months include Harris's former deputy press secretary, Sabrina Singh, former chief spokesman, Simone Sanders, former deputy director of public engagement and intergovernmental affairs, Vincent Evans, former director of Harris's press operations, Peter Vells, former vice president, national security advisor, ambassador, Nancy McEldowney, and the former director of speech writing, Katie Childs Graham. People are leaving left and right because they don't want to be around a woman who cannot even, I mean, next to Joe Biden, she has pretty much the exact uh, level of difficulty with getting out a full coherent sentence. I mean, she just says the same thing over and over again. To really ensure the peaceful transition of this kind of magnitude, of the magnitude of the transition that we need to ensure, to make sure that it's peaceful, um, what? That's the same kind of rhetoric that Joe Biden does, except he's got an actual you know, excuse. He's got dementia and he can't even go to the bathroom on his own. You should be well and able, but that just goes to show how ignorant and unqualified you are cackling Kamala Harris for the job. Now, before we go to this next commercial break, on Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, let me quickly tell you about the little rant I had this morning. Because this weekend, my governor, Governor Chris Sununu, Rhino himself, may, uh, took shots, big shots at President Trump, Ted Cruz, Mike Lindell, 
and basically criticized each and every one of them and many others and said that Mike Lindell's stuff is terrible and it only you'll only find it in a Trump hotel. So go there today. Buy some stuff right now with the Easter sales. Get the Easter sales that end today, some end tomorrow. Get, get a hold of those Easter sales. Use promo code LFA. Go there and let Chris Sununo and the rest of the Rhino Republicans and Democrats know exactly what you think of Mike Lindell. And again, if you don't use my promo code, just make sure you stick it to the man somehow. And then when you get it, take a picture of yourself and tag Governor Chris Sununu and say, I don't know about you, but I love my pillow. How about yours? I guarantee you he doesn't even own any. He's just taking shots at President Trump and anybody who hangs around with President Trump. Birds of a feather flock to the Uniparty. Pretty soon, birds of a feather will flock to the unemployment office and maybe Gitmo. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Yeah, we got to stop these people and we got to get them out of our party, folks. There's There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I am very, very curious to see what my county Republican Party thinks of me on our next meeting in the month of April. I'd be very, very curious to see what they think of me because a lot of them, like I told you earlier, either adore Chris Sununu or they put up with Chris Sununu and don't don't say anything outside the outside the norm about him because they don't want word getting back to him that he said it. But I could give a rat's you-know-what what Chris Sununu and his rich elitist rhino family think of me or anybody else that watches this show. You, we got your number, Chris, and we're coming. We're coming to make sure that we hold you accountable. And if you turn down my show, it just, it's just going to show how much of a coward you really are. I've got enough people in this town, enough people in this state, enough people in this county and wherever where, uh, that have ties with you that, sh- that, that will invite you to come on my show. And if you turn it down, it will show how much of a coward you really are. We're not playing these games anymore. You're either going to stand up and you're going to stand for what you said and you're going to stand by what you said and you're going to be held accountable for it or you're going to come on the show and you're going to apologize, which I wouldn't believe, but I would accept just because of the mere fact that you did it. So ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to help me out, there's two things that I need you to do for homework. Number one, go to the Disney Facebook page and flood the comment sections with pedophile, 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 because they've got a lot of bots and a lot of paid people in there to say that they're not pedophile and you need to get in there and you need to hammer them and let them know you guys are pedophiles, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The other thing is go to Sununu's page too. Tag Live from America producer page. Send them links or something. Tag the uh, website and say if you've got any guts at all, you'll go on the most popular podcast and show in New Hampshire and you'll go on there and you'll hold yourself accountable for what you said about our president. Let's see if the guy's got the guts. And if he doesn't have the guts, then he sure as heck doesn't have the glory. And if he doesn't have the glory, then he should not be the governor of my beautiful... uh, Granite State of New Hampshire. Amen? Let's call them out. Let's call them out. Just like fighters call each other out after the show. Call them out. We'll get them. Don't worry. Cynthia said Mike Lindell's sheets are great. Actually, the Giza sheets are one of my favorite thing he has. If we change our sheets and we don't put Giza sheets on it, I know right away. Right away. So, yeah, I love the sheets. All right, let's come back from this commercial break and let's get right into Hunter Biden's crazy crackhead um, actions and uh, his situation. Here we go. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America on Real America's Voice News. And don't worry, we're not going 
anywhere. I think we're here for the long haul. Spoke with some, uh, sm- spoke with the higher up in uh, Real America's Voice News today, and we're putting together some more plans in order to get the word of God out there and the truth out there unapologetically and with courage. Let's move on and talk about the resident of the White House, his crackhead son, because as the president and the vice president, as a son of the vice president or the president, as a daughter of the vice president or the president, Whether you smoke crack or spread corruption or you work hard like the Trump kids did, either way, you are entitled to secret service detail round the clock. So that means that Hunter Biden has constantly, constantly has secret service agents around him knowing full well what he's doing that is legal or illegal. And it's on your dime. Oh, yes, it's on your dime. See, now I have no problem using taxpayer dollars to fund security for the first family of the United States if they've won the election legitimately. I have no problem with that whatsoever. What I do have a problem with, though, is A, when you illegally steal an election and my taxpayer dollars are going to fund the lifestyle of your crackhead, prostitute-loving, pedophile son, then, yes, I have a problem with that. I also have a problem with nobody in Biden's family doing anything of any kind of uh, significance whatsoever except for bleed money from governments and steal from governments and use their wealth and power to further themselves. Now, the Trump children, they all actually worked for the administration. Ivanka, whether you like it or not, worked hard for the administration. Don Jr., whether you like him or not, worked hard for the administration. Okay, His children actually work for a living. And that's the difference right there, Joe. But anyway, let's get back into this uh, taxpayer money that you're paying to fund not only Hunter Biden's lifestyle, but the security for his lifestyle. And let me just let you know that your taxpayer dollars are paying $30,000 a month on a Malibu mansion with a beautiful ocean view while you and I struggle to put food on the table sometimes, while you and I struggle to find out what bill we're going to put aside so that we can pay another bill, you know, like real Americans, these people are living lavishly and wonderfully in Malibu mansions with ocean views, fruit bought to them, brought to them, and this is just the security detail that you're paying for, $30,000 a month in a Malibu mansion with ocean views for Hunter Biden's secret service detail. Biden's crackhead son, who has done nothing but grift off of his father's name his entire life and used and thrown under the bus by his father, I will at least give him that much, is living in a 20000 per month mansion with ocean views in Malibu and his secret service agents are living in a $30,000 a month luxury mansion right next door to Hunter. So combined, you are spending $50,000 to make sure that this Parmesan-smoking, crackhead, Cheeto-smoking pedophile has security. And I do not mince my words when I say that, and I have no problem saying it again for all those in the back who are hard of hearing. The rental property has what ABC um, describes as gorgeous ocean views. Hunter Biden is apparently spending his father's presidency um, living in a luxury Malibu mansion. Oh, that's great. And, ladies and gentlemen, the entire thing is taxpayer-funded. The Secret Service detail protecting the president's controversial son has been paying more than $30,000 a month to rent out a swanky Malibu, California mansion for nearly a year 
Sources familiar with the matters tell ABC News the agency responsible for protecting the president and his family, among other ranking government officials, selected the property in order to be located as close as possible to Biden's um, the Biden's rented mansion, where he's paying about twenty thousand dollars a month, according to property listings. Uh, sources told ABC. Now I will I will backtrack real quick, and I'll say that they've probably made it look like. He is paying for his $20,000 a month mansion. I'll guarantee you he is not because he is getting money illegally that he should not be getting. Retired senior uh, secret service agent Don Mihalek, now an ABC News contributor, said the arrangement is, quote, the cost of doing business for the secret service. Well, isn't that just nice that we accept that? Adding that under the federal law, the law, the agency has mandated protective responsibility for the president, the first family, and anybody else the president designates for protection. Hunter Biden is currently under federal criminal investigation for tax evasion, money laundering, and foreign lobbying. Hunter Biden spent years acting as Joe Biden's bagman in an elaborate international influence peddling and money laundering operation. Hunter Biden referred to his father, Joe, as the big guy who gets 10% of the earnings, the chairman, the CEO, the man, the myth, the legend. It's only a myth that that guy could even make it to the bathroom on his own and go to the bathroom on his own. And the only legend that will surround the Biden administration is how they actually pulled off and stole an election from somebody who got more votes than any sitting president of all time. That's where your money's going, folks. That's where your money's going. Hold on. Now, a little early, I want to play you about a four or five minute video. If you don't know this man's name, you should know it. This man's name is Vish Bura. Now, Vish Bura is one of the most important people in this whole Hunter Biden story. Now, uh, lately, this weekend, uh, Saturday, he went on Representative Matt Gaetz' podcast, Firebrand. And what this guy had to say was incredible. So incredible, in fact, I need you to hear it for yourself. Again, this man's name is Vish Bura, and he is instrumental in the fact that we all know what the Hunter Biden laptop is. If it was not for this man, none of us would know what is on this laptop. Let's go ahead now and play this video from uh, Representative Matt Gates from his Firebrand podcast. Take us from that laptop getting dropped off by Hunter Biden to it showing up uh, its contents showing up in the House Judiciary Committee. I would love to tell this story. Uh, so April of 2019, Hunter Biden goes into the uh, John McIsaac's uh, laptop repair shop um, and uh, hands him the laptop and says, hey, I need this fixed. From there, John Paul McIsaac says, yes, I can fix it, um, but it will take me two weeks. Uh, here, So leave it with me, and I'll fix it. Hunter says, okay. Now, once John Paul McIsaac says, okay, I'll, I'll fix it, he hands Hunter a form. And this is standard practice in Delaware, um, and I think it's, it's actually le- legally described in Delaware, but standard practice in this, this industry where the laptop repair shop owner will uh, take the laptop and repair it, and then once, once he uh, tries to return it to the owner – and seeks payment for the services, uh, if that laptop repair shop owner tries to get paid and after 90 days doesn't hear back 
or or doesn't uh, get a response uh, for for the uh, repaired property, that property then becomes the laptop repair shop owners, and that so so this act the the ownership of the laptop actually changes according to Delaware law based on non-payment by Hunter Biden for the repairs and based on the duration of time mm-hmm. between when that was dropped off and and ultimately um, was in the in the ownership legally right. of McIsaac. Right. And if it wasn't the the legal statute, there was a a written a a form that Hunter filled out at the spot right there. Oh, okay. Okay. That, so it may have been been a function of right. his agreement to engage in that repair. Right. Exactly. Got there it. was there was documentation on that. So once now once that happens and he Now the laptop it, legally belongs to McIsaac. After 90 days, Hunter doesn't return. He doesn't return the call doesn't pay for it it becomes McIsaac's now fast forward a few months later impeachment one buzz starts and that is when McIsaac starts hearing on the news about impeachment one Hunter Biden Ukraine Burisma that's when he remembered oh wait I do have a Hunter Biden laptop or something like that let me just go log in and so, so until the Democrats kick the hornet's nest right. with this phony Ukraine impeachment right I mean this laptop was just collecting dust in a repair shop. Exactly. And probably never wow. would have been opened. Wow. Exactly. But because McIsaac is starting to hear this stuff as if it is like current, real, actionable biggest news. Biggest story in the world, right? If you remember at that oh, time, yeah, Adam impe- Schiff. impeachment one was the biggest story in the world. We had Adam Schiff down there leaking out every day. Right. That, oh, there was some new damning thing. Right. Exactly. All right. So so, so he goes and, cra- and gets into it. And so he goes and gets into it, sees, you know, salacious pictures, bank stuff, Burisma documents, all the, And he says, oh, I am pretty sure this is pertinent to whatever's going on on my TV. Right. And so that's when it ain't exactly like Burisma is Coca-Cola. Exactly. Right. So so that's when he so he says, okay, you know what? I'm going to turn this over to the proper authorities. Uh, And he uh, then decides he's going to turn it over to the FBI. But so he doesn't go to the press. No, he doesn't go to the press. This was not about, about partisanship or anything like that. He's just trying to do the right thing. And he's seeing that there might be, you know, trouble in the country around Something called Burisma and a Hunter Biden or whatever here. If this laptop can clear up some things, that's when it. When does McIsaac give the laptop to the FBI? In December 2019 is when. And that's what generates the receipt that people just saw in the House Judiciary Committee. Correct. And he gives them the original laptop, the one that he took from Hunter. But it's very important here. The faith in our institutions was already so detrimental at that time that John McIsaac isn't even sure if he turns over this laptop that it's going to be okay. So he makes a few copies, disk images of that laptop. By the way, if McIsaac doesn't make those copies... We, we might still be hearing what you heard at the beginning of that question series, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Exactly. But, but this guy, pretty smart, right. he, goes he, and— under, he, he, he just—some uh, suspicion, some doubt. He says, let me make a few copies. So in December 2019, he turns over the original— has the receipt that you held up during the committee hearing. This is important uh, here. And, Listen to and, this. Uh, you know, he's, and the FBI takes it, doesn't hear back from them again. And then he's still seeing the buzz going on. And not only that, he's seeing Rudy's getting slammed in the media of, you know, over this, this, this Ukraine stuff and Burisma stuff and Hunter stuff. Doesn't hear any words. 
Finally, he gets fed up. He says, well, if nobody's going to do anything about this and Rudy's still taking flack and all sorts of other stuff, you know what? I'm going to turn it over to, I'm going to turn over a copy of this to Rudy himself. And that is when John, uh, John Paul McIsaac reaches out to Rudy's lawyer, Rob Costello, hands it over to Rob Costello. One of the copies gives the proper uh, documentation as well. The chain of custody documentation from Hunter, from the FBI, everything turns it over to Robert Costello gives the consent to use it as they see fit. Costello gives it to Rudy. Then Rudy comes and seeks out Steve Bannon because Rudy's a great legal mind but doesn't really understand the environment of the Chinese companies and the Chinese players and a lot of these other characters that pop up on the laptop. So he goes to Steve Bannon, who's doing the war room at the time, and I'm the producer there. Boom. For, for Steve. Right there. And so that's when... The founding producer. The found, no, one of the, one of the founding one producers. Of the, okay. One of the founding producers of War Room Pandemic. And if, you know, look, quick shout out, War Room started on impeachment, right? The impeachment one. So that all flowed in and, and now... We so got, it's part of the War Room journalism. So talk to me about how you and Bannon get a hold of this thing. So, so now, now, so we get a hold of it in conjunction with Rudy... And we're just, we're stuck. So he, Steve hands me the laptop and says, you know, I need you to go through this thing, make it your best friend, know how to, you know, where everything is. I start going through it. I find a bunch of things and, and, you know, we're working with Steve and Rudy. We're all, so you were essentially Bannon and Giuliani's Indian tech guy. I, (laughs) I was, it's not essentially that's, it's literally that. (laughs) That's exactly. I was their IT guy. Uh, So ladies and gentlemen, long story short, Chain of custody went from McIsaac to the FBI. The FBI did nothing with it. Chain of custody went from then again, because McIsaac owns the property, from McIsaac to Rudy. Rudy then takes it to Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon gives it to Vish Bureau, who is his producer. Vish Bureau makes tons of copies. And ladies and gentlemen, if it wasn't for McIsaac, Steve Bannon, Rudy Giuliani, and Vish Bureau, then Hunter Biden's laptop and the contents of it wouldn't even have been entered officially into record with Matt Gates last week. So a long story short, those four gentlemen were responsible for everything we're hearing today. And we need to give a big shout out to people like Vish Bureau. We need to give a big shout out to people like Steve Bannon. And we need to give a big shout out to people like Rudy Giuliani for sticking with the plan. And you know what we've got to do. We got to give it to him. Marty Award of the Day goes to Vishpura, Steve Bannon, and Rudy Giuliani for actually standing against the grain and doing what was right in the face of all adversity. And folks, if it wasn't for those people, we would not be talking about it today and there would not be a possibility of an indictment over the Hunter Hunter Biden laptop. Crazy, crazy stuff, but that's what being at the tip of the spear and fighting actually does. We'll be right back with more Live from America. Do not go anywhere right after this. Crazy stuff when you start learning about all the uh, the chain of custody stuff and how smart these individuals were. If they did not do what they did, there would have never been a laptop. You would have never heard about it. 
You would have never heard about it. If McIsaac, the repairman, wasn't smart enough to make uh, copies, if if Bure and Steve Bannon weren't, um, if they were cowards, if Bannon was a coward. Now, Bannon knew what this was going to bring to him. Giuliani knew what this was going to bring to them. They knew it may be the end of their careers if they put something out like this because the federal government would have had their number. But look, they did it anyway, and look where we are today because of the fact that they were fearless because of the fact that courage is contagious. We're here today. So they give my utmost respect for being able to handle all adversity like that. It's truly a great thing to see when people actually stand up in the face of everything and say, nope, not today. Not today, Satan. You know what I mean? Whoo, we got some good shows today, huh? This morning's show was great. This evening's show was great. The show's content is getting better. I want to give a big shout-out to our producer here at Live from America, too, folks. And you guys, being able to fund him through the Rumble rants has been incredible. We've relied on Rumble, and I want to give a big shout-out to Rumble, too. Because if it wasn't for Rumble, and Alex, who's probably watching right now over at Rumble and Locals, if it wasn't for those folks, we would not be able to make that happen. I would have never been able to hire somebody, and we would have never been able to have a show that we have like today. Because I was doing everything myself. So a big round of applause and a big thank you to my producer, Eli, for taking a leap of faith, leaving what he knew was secure in his career, and jumping into this headfirst. And here we are. We find ourselves killing it. So big shout out to Eli. And uh, remember, folks, sharing continues to be caring. Let's come back from this uh, commercial break. This segment's only going to be about eight minutes long so that we can fit the last segment in, which you guys need to be here for, okay? All right, here we go. And welcome back right here on Real America's Voice News. Crazy stuff, isn't it? That last segment, as long as we keep fighting, just like what this book said in the beginning of the show, we look back, we see what we've accomplished. We look back and we see what go- uh, gifts God gave us. Truly is amazing to see what we've accomplished over this last 15 months. And I promise you, if you keep your nose to the grind and keep your foot on the gas, great things will come for this country. Okay? Moving on, folks. Um, apparently, uh, Biden officials are just now starting to see how much of a problem we're going to have with mass migration to this country if they end Title 42. It's getting so bad because the word is out there, folks, and people are coming from every country. It is getting, I, tr- trust me, I talk with Ben Berkwam daily, and the stories that I know behind the scenes are even more than what you guys see on TV. It's truly incredible how many people are actually coming to destroy this nation. Okay, and it's Biden's fault. And that is precisely what we're going to impeach his entire administration on is the fact that they did not do the most simplest of their jobs, which was keep this country safe. And they committed felonies with every person that they let across this country. However, it's getting so bad out there. And I'm talking about the number of people that are coming that even the Biden officials fear, quote, mass migration uh, event if we end Title 42. Okay, now why it matters is border officials have used Title 42, more than 1 million times to rapidly expel migrants at the southern border without hearing asylum claims. But the Trump-era order wasn't set up to be permanent, and senior Biden officials are preparing for its end as the virus, they say, is brought under control. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 1 million people that would have been here on top of the millions that have already come if it wasn't for the greatness of President Donald J. Trump. Okay? Um, so what they're saying, the White House spokes, uh, spokesperson, Vedent Patel, did not confirm or dispute 
the specifics of Axios reporting about the statement that White House officials are actually worried about this and how bad it's actually going to backfire and hurt Democrats. But of course, the administration is doing our due diligence to prepare for potential uh, potential changes at the border, said a White House spokesperson. Behind the scenes, internal discussions have raised alarms that human trafficking networks throughout Mexico and Central America will exploit the situation. Well, duh. To generate a mass migrant event. Well, how stupid can you be? We've been saying that for, I don't know, uh, since Build the Wall first became a thing. Oh, unbelievable. The plan is sweeping, reflecting how serious the Biden administration believes this situation could soon become worsening. And a border surge continues that is going to trouble us even more. Well, you know what? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing that you morons are just now starting to get this. You want to know why? I'll tell you why they're just now starting to get this. They're starting to just now get this because of people like Ben Berkwam, because of myself, because of Bannon, because of Real America's Voice News. If it wasn't for this alternative media that they told us to go build if we didn't like to be on theirs, then the world wouldn't be getting the truth and Joe Biden would not be be running from his title 42 um responsibilities because that's exactly what he's doing right now he's not first of all he's going to end it but now the administration goes "Uh oh if it wasn't for ben berkwam telling the world about it then we could end it and nobody would know but because of the ben berkwam's out there we better hold fast so i don't know where this is going to go nobody i think knows where it's going to go but i want to go down to the border real quick for Ben Berkwam's latest situation that he found himself in, Ben Berkwam's latest video, Ben Berkwam's latest work for the country on the border. Let's go there now, and let's listen to what Ben uh, has to say about what he saw and what he witnessed just yesterday. Check this out. So we just got down to the second location. We're just down at the first one by the dam, and we're back to where the reservation begins and turned around the corner. We turned the corner, and this is what we saw several hundred, couple hundred here already. We've got more walking down from the reservation. That's where they're crossing. You can see where the wall ends. That's why they're crossing there. The cartels bring them, they drop them off there. And then this, if you just, just from an example standpoint, this group here, all men, all single men that came across. This is Joe Biden's America. And it's only getting worse. Title 42 is going away. This is coming to a city near you. These are all the single males. Where are you from? India. 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 All India? Wow. Colombia? Cuba. Cuba? Cuba? Cuba. So yeah, India, Colombia, Cuba. So Border Patrol, again, we're seeing this where they don't have the resources to deal with it. We had three vans show up, one truck. They took the women and children. They're off. And now we are alone out here with 120 men from India, Colombia, Cuba, just waiting. And there's nothing stopping them from just walking on in because Border Patrol doesn't have the resources to deal with this, what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democrats have invited into this country. They're alone now. They were out here, now they're alone. This is wild. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if it wasn't for that man right there that you see on your screen, the brave, the courageous, the patriotic man, God-loving man himself, Ben Berkwam, then we might not even re- have real impeachment 
hopes, or opportunities. But I'll guarantee you we will because of what Ben Berkwam did. That work that he's doing is everlasting work. It's forever work. Big shout out to Ben. And I'll tell you what, President Trump or whoever else is, in, whoever is going to be in charge in, come this November, I understand that your resources at the uh, at, at Immigration and Border Patrol would not even close to cover um, going through this country and finding each one of these that came in under the Biden administration and getting rid of them. So I propose that we Americans give our time and ourselves for free to President Trump and whoever comes in and runs things in November. I will gladly go out there and offer my services for a week at a time to go out there and round people up and send them back. If you need people, trust me, Donald Trump, there are people. We are not going to continue to let this happen to our country, and we know that it's happening under Joe Biden, but as soon as, we're, as soon as this is all finished and all said and done, I have no problem offering my services to make sure that we get our country back, back on track, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead right now, and we are going to give the dumb, dumb award of the day. You know who it's going to go to. It has to go to the Biden administration, Mayorkas, and everybody else that's involved in all of these illegal activities at the border. Let's go ahead and give it to them. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Whether you you didn't see it because you weren't looking or whether you saw it and you were trying to get away with it, either way, you're dumb, you're unqualified, and you get the dumb, dumb award of the day. Now we're going to go to our last commercial break. We're going to cut the segment just a little bit early because I want to make sure that we have enough time to get in the last couple videos that you truly need to see. So folks, thank you for being here, but we will be right back right after this. I think that's rightfully deserved, don't you? But I think Ben, I don't think there's I don't think there are awards big enough to give to Ben because Ben has done an incredible job. He really hasn't done an incredible job. And uh, I know he, I know that the, the news he brings is not good news, but it will culminate to good news someday. All of the work that Ben is doing, all of the goodness that will come out of that and that will come to fruition will happen. I can promise you that. You don't work that hard and have it not pay off. You know what I mean? But understand this. Right now it's going to look bad. Somebody said, how's Jackson? Oh, he's scared. Uh, Jackson is our new dog that we showed this morning on the Live from America show. You know, he's, he's away from his mom and his brothers and sisters and his dad. Of course, he's, he's scared, but uh, he's in a loving family. So we'll give him all the love that we possibly can, and we'll take him and get his shots and everything here soon. Uh, don't you have three more stories? Well, I actually do, but I can't fit them in. So I'm going to try to fit them in very, very, very quickly and see what happens. We'll see. (laughs) Anyway, let's go ahead and do this real quick. Let's come back and finish this out strong. I love you guys. God bless you and thank you. And don't forget to go to JeremyHerald.com. Get that new kids gear as well. All right, here we go. And we're back for our last segment. I'm going to cram in a bunch in a few minutes, so just stay with me. Number one, folks, if you really want the best is yet to come, if you really want to make America great again, if you really want the America that you knew and grew up with to come back, if you really want America to feel like it has life again, then we need to get yourselves, your friends, and your family back to church. 
There is no possible way that we are ever going to save this country on the magnitude that you or I want to save it on if we do not get back to church. It is essential. Families getting back to God. Families eating supper at the table together with no electronics. Families talking to each other using God as their compass, as their moral compass and their armor to protect them. Until we get back to that, we are never, ever, ever going to give life back to America that we want to see so incredibly Uh, So incredibly badly, okay? So we need to do that. We need to be loud about it. We need to be vocal about it. We need to be public about it, which is why I do what I do here on Live from America. Now, I want to end the show with a couple videos. Number one, I want to go to uh, Bill, Bill Maher. Now, we've been talking quite a bit about Bill Maher lately because Bill Maher has been slowly getting away from the left week by week, starting to slow down on that left wing rhetoric and slowly going back to the center and sometimes even right wing. Long story short, I will always applaud somebody waking up regardless of what they've said in the past or what they're saying, what they might say in the future. But ladies and gentlemen, let's go uh, to Bill Maher right now during, for his latest on, their, on the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Check this out. The ne'er-do-well, I'm sorry, Hunter Biden, but you are. And, you know, you made a living being a ne'er-do-well who was taking money just because you were the vice president's son and you had influence. He got, I think, four point. Yes, $8 million from Chinese energy companies to sit on the board and consult. Yeah, that was his passion in life. (laughs) Energy exploration. Hooker explanation was his passion. (laughs) Okay, so the New York Post... So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Bill Maher. Now, I'm not going to play the rest of it. It's a very dark-looking video. I don't know why it came out like that. But he's right. He knows it. He's starting to get it. The world is starting to get it, and the world is starting to get it based on the reporting that we've done and based on the things that the people that I mentioned earlier, like Vish Burra and many others like Steve Bannon, have done. And people are starting to wake up now. Before we run out of time, I know we're going quick here because i got a couple more things here. This, ladies and gentlemen, we've taken it upon ourselves to give Disney, Disney, a new introduction to their videos, and I think it's more appropriate for what they're trying to do. Here we go. Now, don't you think that's more fair, ladies and gentlemen? Don't you think that's more indicative of what Disney's trying to do? Instead of Disney, we'll just call it groomers, right? We'll just call it groomers. Why not? That's what they're trying to do anyway. Bunch of sick pedophiles, ladies and gentlemen, in this world. A bunch of sick pedophiles in this world. And now we do have to start and give the dumb, dumb award. The dumb, dumb award for the month of March. Every month here on Live from America, we give a dumb, dumb award for somebody who was truly dumb the year before. So let's get the dumb, dumb award out, and let's go ahead and bring up who it's going to be. That's right, Mr. Will Smith. You get the dumb, dumb award for the month of March 2022 here on Live from America because you think it's okay to smack people. Because you think it's okay to just walk up and open hand palm somebody because they talked about your cheating wife who probably didn't deserve the respect anyway. Yes, you, Will Smith, you are not larger than life. You are not larger than anybody. You're not even a man. And you get the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of March here on 
live from America, and I think it's rightfully deserved. Don't you? <laughs> oh, we always have fun with that. Go ahead and cue, kill that music. Uh, let's go ahead and go back now. Folks, thank you very much for joining in here on Live from America today. God bless each and every one of you. Make sure you go to JeremyHarrell.com. Become a monthly donor if you can, or just check out some good music. We've got good music on there like Rebirth of America and Build the Wall. So check it out, and remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great day, folks, and we'll see you later tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.